0: Hello Marvel Universe and welcome back to another episode of Earth Station MCU. Uh we have had uh some some cool news, some uh a very uh very good trailer that just dropped and a couple of super episodes of Agents of Shield to talk about. So without further ado, I would like to welcome back my co-host John Rabin.
1: Thank you, thank you. I've been uh I've been out with some friends from work. Excellent.
0: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> nice, nice one. Nice yes. one. Hopefully, they're not. They didn't kick your ass the way that uh, the way that Hulk's going to get ass. Hey, we
1: don't we don't know how that fight's going to end yet. We don't
0: know, but but Thor, de- um, uh, Hulk definitely, you know, looked like he was he was down for some fighting. So, you well,
1: know. you know, in Avengers, you know, Hulk sucker punched him, so that doesn't count.
0: That that's true, but but he he, the the whole scene with uh, with Thor's brother did not go so well for Loki, but. Um, but yeah. I guess we will see how that goes. Sure, so so let's go ahead and, and jump right into that then. Um, the yeah. the uh, internet, it was interesting because the internet got completely broken from the Thor trailer, and everyone was like, this is the highest, you know, watched trailer ever! <laughs> and then the next Star Wars trailer dropped. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, yeah, it's like... Uh... Marvel was like, "Hey, we got the most watched trailer," and then just, dis- and then Star Wars went, "Hold my beer."
0: Exactly, exactly. But it was very cool. Um, there were a lot of, uh, you know, I've been I've been dissing on the, you know, the '80s vibe of the uh, of the logo and everything. But uh-huh. immigrant song, very good choice for that.
1: Yeah, I really like. I especially love the moment when it said, uh, "Valhalla, I am coming." When it got to yes. that line, and they showed Valkyrie exactly. for that. that
0: exactly. Like, yes, perfect.
1: that is perfect.
0: Exactly. That was that was very cool. Uh, Hella looks amazing, and mm-hmm. uh, 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 it led to a lot of uh, memeage about uh, if you wear enough eyeshadow and uh, uh, eyeliner, you can catch magic weapons. Apparently. Because uh, yeah. Bucky and then uh, then her catching the uh, uh, Mule, mew mew, um, mew as me. as, um, as Darcy used to call it. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Her her headgear is awesome. Um, yeah, and
1: I hope we I hope we see like the whole thing because they were saying at some point that you know a lot of the stuff with the Valkyries and seeing her in the headgear might be flashbacks. Mm and but i I certainly hope that we see her in it more often than that,
0: yeah i mean i'm I'm sure that that a costume that involved is not going to you know it's it's sort of like Loki with the the, the huge horns helmet, you know he's, right. he's had a couple of variations of that that were you know different degrees of gigantic but
1: um yeah and we saw that again in this trailer he's got a new kind of a it's almost green angle this time right
0: right exactly so i mean i i think that that you can certainly have uh, have that look with something that's a, a little less um a little less cumbersome to uh, walk around in
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but um yeah definitely uh you know uh some some really cool shots seeing um Idris Elba Heimdall. Um, seeing mm-hmm. him out of the the big armor and stuff, I didn't even recognize him the first time that I watched it, and I was like, "Who's that guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, oh. he looks
1: like uh, he looks like the guy that played Bishop in Days of Future Past."
0: Yes, absolutely. Or uh, or or one of the guys in uh, in The Matrix was the other thing I was thinking. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, he's looking like like he's hating life. Uh, and uh, and of course, uh, then we've got the whole. Uh, gladiator arena scene uh with yep. jeff, jeff Goldblum who looks awesome
1: yes i mean our first shot of the grand master and it mm-hmm. looks i mean other than the fact that the grand master doesn't have blue skin in this he looks straight out of the comics to me
0: yeah and and he's he's related to the collector right
1: yeah they're both uh considered to be elders of the universe
0: okay and but the collector was never blue was he um, he?
1: no, no. He tends to he tends to stick with the overall kind of Caucasian look.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Very
1: Even cool. though of course in this case he's played by Benicio Del Toro.
0: I I know, I know. But uh but 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 certainly paler than uh than, than full on Cree or something. Right. Uh, very cool, very cool and you know i've i have expressed a lot of concern over this movie because it was looking it was looking pretty cheesy it was looking pretty you know 80s homage kind of thing mm-hmm. but i got to say for 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 a movie called Ragnarok i'm expecting some some dark stuff and and some you know some action and everything and this trailer I'm... really set my yeah. mind at ease
1: I mean, we definitely like the moments she catches Mjolnir, yeah. and then shatters it. I was like, "Oh, whoa,
0: exactly!" <laughs> yeah, I was
1: like, "So hopefully, hopefully, he'll get Mjolnir back at some point in some form or not- another." Mm-hmm. But that alone was just kind of like, "Oh, we're in for some crap with this one." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now I have to go. Now I have to go watch what we do. What we do in the shadows.
0: <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Well, and and that's that's the thing is that. So between the um, Immigrant Song, was, mm-hmm. which is very much in, in fitting with a more sort of camp kind of style, but they had that going at the right. same time. They had some very serious, scary stuff on screen, so that was good. And, you know, then the trademark humor there at the end, which was awesome.
1: I know. You just... I mean, even, uh, even the the grand master's, um, reaction, when the war is going, yes, <laughs> like, wait, that's, that's not supposed to happen. Why is he not shitting himself right now? <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. And I am, I am feeling very mm-hmm. much, uh, reassured that this is, this is going to be good, that it is going to be, uh, epic fantasy. You know, obviously the, the, um, the little vignettes that we've seen, the little mini films with with him and his mm-hmm. roommate on Earth, have been, you know, uh, very earthbound, very yes. not fantasy. Um, but, and we can
1: expect uh, Loki. It looks like Thor and Loki to be earthbound by the end of this.
0: Yes, that that's definitely what what it. Well, especially you know, based on what we know from Doctor yeah. Strange. Um,
1: Speaking of Earthbound, you know um, we got another TV spot for Guardians that seems to suggest that that's how that's how their movie is going to end.
0: Really, I didn't I didn't catch that. What what happens there was, in that
1: one? Uh, it was um, it was like we see this big blue blob attacking this town, and we hear kind mm-hmm. of Star Wars voice telling everybody to get a, get away from it. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose that's where we um, I mean because we've we've been hinted at this before with mm-hmm. the scenes that. Um, Involve the movie posters of Simon Williams,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we
1: knew some of this was going to take place on Earth. So it seems like we might be gearing up for that towards the end of the movie, and that could explain, of course, how the Guardians uh, end up in Infinity War.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to to see how they how they make that happen because obviously they're you know they're the stuff while they don't you know specify exactly where it's taking place it certainly doesn't look like it's anywhere near earth um, so it will be it will be neat to see how everybody gets uh gets earthbound um, as of the end of uh, these well not not that spidey needs to get back but um but with the guardians and and thor and company yeah so very cool very cool
1: yeah and i guess we can only assume that you know thor is going to bring banner back with him
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I would assume so. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, we did have a few other bits of news going on shield is after, you know, when, when they moved it to 10 PM, I, and a lot of other people said, well, ABC is sending it there to die. You know, they, they, they know that they'll lose Mm -hmm. a lot of their audience from, from changing time slots and uh, you know, it's after seeing the way that the ABC has shafted a lot of its genre shows, it was it was not looking good. But the ratings have come back.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's still lower than it was. Yeah. At nine, but you know, ever since it premiered at ten o'clock, it's been doing better at ten than any show ABC's had in that slot
0: exactly you know when you're when you go a little bit later the audience mm-hmm. falls off but but ultimately they just need something to do better than the other stuff um, yep. going on in, in in that slot so, uh, so yeah, that's and when really everything cool.
1: else when everything else is doing poorly you're not going to cancel the show that's doing well comparatively
0: exactly exactly and it's it's neat because um, because I was, you know, the way that they've been setting up this season, especially, you know, with, with Ward coming back and, you know, mm-hmm. with VJ and possibly seeing other characters come back, it really felt like okay. they were wrapping things up. Like it was, this was going to be, you know, their last hurrah and they were going to be phasing, you know, they were going to be ending the series. But I don't know that they're going to be doing that now.
1: No, and it's looking like... um they're gonna put in humans at nine o'clock to mm-hmm. help like help build up its audience early on and then lead into SHIELD.
0: Exactly. And, you know, having those those blocks of things that people tune into has worked really well for a lot of stations. You know, if you look at um, the way that they put Flash and Legends of Tomorrow back to back and before that they had Flash and Arrow back to back, um, you know, as well as lots of lots of other examples over the years. So I'm I'm surprised. I did not think that that I would be saying this a few months ago, but I think we're going to get to see a uh, season 5, which would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I definitely am looking forward to news that it's going to be renewed because I think I think at this point it's almost certain.
0: Yeah, and and for a long time it wasn't looking like that. So so I'm I'm very happy to hear that it uh it has turned around. And the buzz has been really good for it, you know. Um mm-hmm. it was it was pretty good earlier in the season, but I've I've seen a bunch of articles and certainly all the the people that I know that have uh, that are watching it have have agreed that it has come back with uh with a spirit of vengeance as it were um in the <laughs> last uh, yeah um, see what you did there indeed uh all season but then especially since uh, since the break we we've had uh some some really cool stuff going on on the show so um but we'll get to that in the, the second half a um, couple other bits of news. Um, this mm-hmm. is not directly MCU, but MCU adjacent. There has been uh, a lot of speculation ever since Deadpool came out about, uh, and of course in his little Ferris Bueller thing at the end of the sh- the uh, movie, he mm-hmm. mentioned that Cable was going to be there, and there have been a lot of names thrown around. I was personally on, uh, on the team that was uh, pulling for, and I'm blanking on his name, oh my god. Uh uh that guy, he was Hellboy.
1: Ron Perlman.
0: Thank you. I was I was definitely on team Ron Perlman for that. Uh there were uh, a few other ones that were suggested, but um we ended up with a name that is very familiar to the MCU. <laughs> we're going to have Josh Brolin aka Thanos is going to be playing Cable in Deadpool 2.
1: Yes, and I'm definitely looking forward to that. So Josh Bowen is getting himself around the around all of the Marvel properties. It seems at this point, mm-hmm. considering he's going to be Thanos now, and he's now going to be Cable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he doesn't really need to do mocap for that, like he does Thanos.
0: Exactly, exactly. We're going to actually get to see him, as opposed to a CGI uh, facsimile of him, which will be cool. And Indeed. Men in Black started out as a as a uh, comic, didn't it? Uh,
1: it. Did actually,
0: and and he played uh young Tommy Lee Jones, right? I'm yeah, sure. apparently
1: he uh, he got he, the whole movie was inspired by the fact that he actually did a Tommy Lee Jones impression mm-hmm. for the director, uh-huh. and so when he was when he was starting to write three, he remembered that and he said, hey, what well, if we go back in time?
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, That's very and I love it. Cool. I do. He does that voice so perfect.
0: Just absolutely dead on. I, I did not mm-hmm. even. I, I had not even made the connection that that was him, until I started reading up on uh, yeah. reading up on stuff for this. So so that is very cool. And you know, uh, it's 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 not the MCU, but Deadpool is is an honorary MCU member as far as I'm concerned because and... he's awesome.
1: And speaking of Ryan Reynolds and uh, Deadpool, Uh
0: um,
1: I haven't really confirmed this. I saw maybe one post about it, but apparently he was walking around Star Wars Celebration this weekend in his full-on Deadpool Deadpool movie (laughs) outfit that he took from the set.
0: That is awesome. People were
1: posing with him for pictures and no idea until, like, hours later that That it was That it was actually
0: him. That is awesome. That is very cool. Yeah, Star Wars, uh, that's... That's a topic for another podcast I guess. But uh yes. but yeah, that looks that just looked like that was so much fun. But um all right, and so in the in the realm of uh pretty vague rumors, so we're we're totally speculating mm-hmm. at this point. But um of course, Jessica Jones season 2 is filming right now. Yes. And um some people have tried to try to figure out what the characters are going to be this season based mm-hmm. on some casting, uh, breakdowns, which is always tricky because, you know, you, you get a very vague description in this case, it's things like, you know, what, what age they are, what gender, mm-hmm. what ethnicity, and like three words. Um, but people have some, some speculations that I think are, uh, are kind of interesting about what, uh, uh, what uh, people we may be seeing. So, uh, for example, they've got um, and, and much like the, the casting breakdowns with Inhumans, it looks like in many cases uh, the name is similar to or maybe starts with the same letter. So like, for example, there's a Dr. Kirby uh, which is a, a guy in his 60s, open ethnicity, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are thinking rather than Dr. Kirby, it might be Dr. Carl Malice. Can you tell us anything about him?
1: Uh, yeah, I really don't know that much about him, to be, okay. honest, to be perfectly honest.
0: Um, based um, on this article, it sounds like uh, like he could be somebody who was, uh, was working for the company that was behind mm-hmm. Jessica getting her powers. So that could be
1: cool. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting, of course, to go back and explore uh, her origin yeah. a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that they point out is that um, the character is written up as being male, but we know that Jessica, uh, not Jessica, uh, Janet McTeer has been cast mm-hmm. in some kind of big part, so it's possible she's she's kind of close to the right age, so some people are speculating that it might get gender-swapped and it could be her, but but who knows? Um, there's a, a character named Presley, who they're thinking uh, might be Paladin, who is uh, also a private investigator, but is more on the sketchy side of the law.
1: Yeah, and in the comics, Paladin is actually more of a kind of a gun-for-hire, like mm-hmm. a mercenary Uh, usually on the good guy side, Mm uh, sometimes his, his work will kind of lead him to being a bit more of an Mm antihero, but usually he is with the, he is with the good guys on that.
0: So sort of, sort of like we've got Punisher and Daredevil, this could be sort of the, the same kind of, uh, uh, somebody who's, who's willing to, at least the way that they describe it, it's, you know, that he quote unquote operates in more of a gray area. Um, so maybe maybe he's yeah, sort he's... of like the darker reflection of
1: Jessica. Yeah, he's kind of like a ha- like that halfway point between uh, Daredevil and Punisher. Uh
0: huh. Very cool. Very cool. Um, there's a character named Oliver that they're casting that uh, people are speculating is Otis Danger Johnson, uh, who sounds like he has a s- kind of similar power set to Luke Cage. Except yeah, that he's if, a he's a little nebbishy guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if I if I uh, recall properly, Danger Johnson is usually one of Luke's uh, one of Luke's antagonists.
0: Right. That's that's what it, it sounds like from this. It says he has uh, strong ties to heroes for hire, but not necessarily Jessica. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so that will be interesting if uh, if that's coming in, and then. Uh, the one that I think is is, uh, is very interesting that has been discussed because apparently I, I, I'm under the impression that Jessica Jones doesn't, I mean, she certainly doesn't have the, the longevity of a, a Spider-Man or, or a Captain America in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, racking up a huge rogues gallery. And um, someone has uh, in here has speculated that maybe Typhoid Mary might be um, a, a villain coming up.
1: Yeah, and uh I think they're borrowing a lot from uh from other characters mm-hmm. because Typhoid Mary is usually a villain for Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she is kind of uh sometimes a friend, sometimes a foe. Uh mainly because she's kind of um she's got some kind of severe bipolar personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she can she can well, it's, it flip sounds, between
0: it it's, it sounds like this isn't so much bipolar as multiple personality, right yeah, okay, I mean, uh I mean it could it could of... be either, but but the way that they just describe it in here mm-hmm. is is that uh she has multiple personalities that can manifest different powers, so
1: yeah, it's usually. It's usually like a handful. It's not as many as say like Legion. Sure, sure. But she can go from you know, kind of sweet and innocent Mary to typhoid Mary.
0: Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um so that seems very cool and that seems like that would be um an interesting uh, antagonist to put up against Jessica because I mean my my big mm-hmm. concern with the with a second season for her is that it is gonna be extremely hard to top or match Kilgrave because he was mm-hmm. so so central to her background and to her identity um, and not to mention being turning in an amazing performance from David Tennant. So like it's, we
1: expect anything less <laughs>
0: Well of course exactly of course <laughs> it's, you know it's David Tennant but um, but yeah so so'm I'm, I'm concerned that if they don't have, an antagonist that is, you know, on par with him—that that it could, uh, it might not be as strong as it was uh, in the first season, but but we'll see. And it definitely sounds like uh, like they've got some some good possibilities there.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's going to be good regardless. Because considering how season one went, my expectations for season two are certainly high.
0: Yes, absolutely. Although I feel like at this point. Uh, and, and that's that's a, a topic for w- when we talk about uh, Iron Fist at some point. I can no longer say, Marvel has never steered me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because Iron Fist was kind of a disappointment for me.
1: Yeah, and then to find out that that's the same guy running in humans, it's like, oh, come on, please, please yeah. learn your lesson.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, fingers crossed, hopefully, you know good good writers and directors and whatnot, but uh yep. but yeah, there's it had to happen eventually. It, they they can't they can't all be winners. We've had God how many movies in a row that have been amazing and and how many yes. series. But um Yeah. But anyway. All right, cool. Well um I guess that is it for news. We uh want to talk about some uh uh Avengers speculation, but I think that actually goes uh, better in the second half so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we will be talking about the first two episodes of the framework arc What If and Identity and Change
1: Previously on Podcasts Rule Glomer is one of the most underrated cartoon characters of all time Some call Glomer the Jar Jar of the PBU you know <laughs> I haven't stepped foot inside of a subway since, really. And neither has Jared. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're over at my home every every week. Is there a meth lab here? Not a big one. I choose him, the one called Kirk. <laughs> I'm freaking James D. Kirk. <laughs> Find out more about podcast Roll Now on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. And don't forget adamandjp.com and the ESO Network.
0: Welcome back, Marvel Universe. And now we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of the uh, the new Framework arc, which is going to go probably the uh, rest of the season. Um, what if an Identity and Change. So, uh, man, I don't even know where to start. What are your What are your thoughts on where things are going?
1: Man, this these this arc has definitely gotten dark. Um, <laughs> yes, especially with some of the characters because you know we all find out what happens if people. Uh, don't have their regrets, and that's something that um, we even said before we went to the framework mm-hmm. was that you know the the regrets make you who you are exactly. so who do you who do you become without them? And of course, we find out that for that may let the girl live, which ended up being a major mistake because mm-hmm. she caused some incident that let Hydra take over
0: mm-hmm. which it sounds like a bunch of kids at a school got killed, which you know is yeah. pretty much that'll do it.
1: Yeah, and uh, May uh, now is working for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Daisy doesn't have her powers, Ward's alive, mm-hmm. uh, Fitz has gone evil.
0: Oh my god, so evil. So mm-hmm. evil, but he looks super sweet in that suit, I gotta say. Um, yes. It, uh, it... it so this is a, a trivial thing, but um, I think everybody like got their hair dyed a little bit darker <laughs> for for this. Either that, or it's a lighting thing. But it seems like everybody has darker hair than they normally do.
1: And you know, one thing I appreciated about this alternate universe is that we finally like we have another character brought into the marvel universe in, in a more unexpected way yes we ha- now have madam hydra
0: exactly exactly and and it actually it makes sense it actually merged together mm-hmm. really well um you know and uh I, I i was doing a little bit of research today on that because uh you know he refers to her as ophelia and mm-hmm. um i was like that's a kind of random name to to pull out of of the ether but um it sounds like uh that's one of the uh identities that madam hydra has had and that was actually red skull's girlfriend so Uh,
1: yeah she was um she was actually like eastern european in her origin Mm -hmm. and she's more commonly known as viper but we've already had a viper Mm -hmm. show up in movies with um the character from the Wolverine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's just, she's using Ophelia's name and calling herself Madam Hydra, which is a position that, that Viper has held. Right. In the past.
0: Right. Which, and that, that makes perfect sense. And, right. uh, there's just, oh man, there is just so much cool stuff going on. Um, although I, I, will, again, fits his suit, looks awesome. And then the other, the other fashion, uh, comment that I want to make is I love her green mm-hmm. highlights. That looks so cool. <laughs> Um, and it's very subtle because it's the exact same color as the jacket she has on. So so un, unless it's at a certain angle, you can't really see. But she's got green highlights uh, in her hair, which is just... I thought that was very hydrant and very cool.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Viper's hair in, in the comics is, is completely green. Oh, really? Well, most of the time.
0: Interesting. So it'll
1: either be black or it'll be straight-up green. Uh-huh.
0: Very cool. And And she i i just have been getting such a kick out of her and uh man i don't i don't do cosplay and i rarely do conventions but man that would be such a fun outfit and she has got so much eyeshadow and she has got on false eyelashes out three inches past her face and just such a cool Mm -hmm. look for her um gemma not so much
1: Yeah, and part of the uh and part of the thing with uh Vipers is we just see um she has got fits wrapped around her little finger.
0: Holy crap, yes, absolutely. And that's that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about, is that with, with some of these characters <laughs> what their greatest regret was we, we knew for sure going into this already because, you know, either they right. mentioned it or it was just obvious, you know, with may, you know, killing the, the kid in Bahrain, obviously with Colson it was, you know, he said, you know, what if he had never joined shield, which is, mm-hmm. is huge and breaks the entire MCU basically, as we can see. Um, with Mac, mm-hmm. uh, of course, he wanted to get Hope back, which was his uh, his daughter. Um, with uh, with Radcliffe, we assume it's uh, it's Agnes, um, because that's that was obviously and and that now makes sense why we had to go through half an episode of of seeing them staking her out and establishing her as a character. It's like oh, because she's going to come back and it's going to be an important plot point. The two characters that we don't really know for sure right now are mm-hmm. Fitz and Mace.
1: Uh, well, at least, um, yeah, I mean, we don't know exactly what their regrets are, but we've obviously seen what has become of them. Oh, yeah. Mace is certainly, like, Mace, Mace taken is taken on Batman. the role that he was pretending to play. <laughs>
0: exactly. Before. Mace is totally Batman. I'm like, oh, my God, turn some lights on in there. But um yeah you, you and I had, had talked and I've talked with a couple other people this week about about Ward and how did we end up with a good guy Ward? I mean certainly the the uh, you know the memories of the other members of Shield are that he's you know he's right. a double agent so that part makes sense.
1: But Yeah, you know in a uh, in the Topsy-Turvy Bizarro world Obviously, you know Ward's still a traitor, but he's a traitor for the good guys. Exactly,
0: this time. exactly, and so that part makes sense. Um, she never scanned um, Daisy, so we don't we don't have uh, have an explanation for that. I've just for for a while there, I've been trying to get my head around how do we end up with a nice Ward, and you pointed out well maybe in this version um, he didn't get recruited by Garrett. And I thought, well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's certainly possible, but in order for that to happen, the only things that change in this, in this world are as a result of the regrets of, of the people on the team, and I wonder if he got recruited by Mace.
1: I mean, that would be interesting, and we could... I mean hopefully we'll find out about that thing yeah. in, the, in the coming episodes.
0: Um and I went back and 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 watched rewatched it because the first time I I didn't really pick up on um I was just looking at it more like at Simmons and and um Coulson and I wasn't really sure what Mace's uh you know relationship with Ward was but they they seem to very much trust each other and Ward is 100% uh on you know in, in Mace's circle of trust. And, and he basically says, the only reason I'm putting up with the two of you is because Ward is vouching for you. So um, I think that would be really interesting if if Mace, you know, among his, uh, as as part of his regrets that, you know, probably some, something along the lines of, I wish that I had, you know, been more heroic Sooner. I wish it hadn't taken me so long to embrace this side of me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, I don't know if that's going to end up being true, but that would be super cool if that was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I really want to see where this goes uh, with them because <laughs> Mace now is, you know, the fully competent person. Yes. Ward's a good guy. And I kind of like seeing that with both of them.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's very cool. And, and just in in all of these these characters, obviously Daisy and and Jemma are their regular selves, but I love that we are getting to see some different acting choices out of out mm-hmm. of the main cast. Um, uh, nerdy Phil is super fun. <laughs> he makes his own soap.
1: <laughs> yeah, conspiracy theorist Phil. Oh which my Gilles god. Kinda, he's been on the fringe of at times before, uh-huh. but you know, it's kinda gone, gone fully into it. And I like the fact that, you know, his previous kind of conditioning mm-hmm. has helped him kind of build up an immunity to it so he knows something isn't right.
0: Right. Right, exactly. But but still it's um and another thing that, that uh I think you and I have talked about is um mm-hmm. he mentioned well, LMD Phil. Who was who was totally trying to manipulate LMD May at the time uh, said something about you know sh- she said, you know in the framework could we be together and he said in the framework we already are And it looks again, I went back to, to watch because I thought, oh my God, what if mm-hmm. what if he's a double agent what if he's like actually working for Hydra And it would on the one hand it would make sense because he immediately reported, uh Gemma when she when she showed up. Obviously mm-hmm. he's he's perfectly fine with Hydra coming in and dragging children out of his class. You know, he's indoctrinating them into a mentality that, you know, Hydra is awesome and inhumans are evil. Plus right. if he was together with May and she's one of the highest ranking members of Hydra, then you know that that made me think. Oh my gosh, what if they are still together? But when I went back and rewatched, he he comments on the fact that he's single, and that he has an ex-wife. So uh, I don't know if the ex-wife is the cellist or if it is May or if it is somebody else. But it sounds like they are they are in fact not together, in spite of what LMD Phil said.
1: Yeah, no, I mean we don't know. If- they were at some point and then are not anymore Mm -hmm. and if she's the ex-wife because i mean what what happened originally with bahrain is what led to the dissolution of her marriage with um
0: andrew andrew Mm -hmm.
1: so who knows who's to say that you know the inciting incident of of the classroom deaths led to maybe her split from phil
0: oh good point Good point. I didn't even think of that. So yeah, that would, that would yeah. totally make sense. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's one of the other sort of pieces that, that we've been, I've been trying to put together. Um, the big thing for me though, is, you know, what we, we haven't been shown explicitly, pardon me, what, um, what Fitz's big regret was. However, we had previously seen when Radcliffe started, or I guess it was an LMD, Radcliffe started uh, giving him grief about it at one point. Mm-hmm. Fitz completely flipped out and shut him down on that. So you know that was a, a Chekhov's gun kind of thing where okay, that's probably going to end up being important <laughs> at some point. So I think that 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 was Fitz's big regret is that he. Never made amends with his father, and whatever happened to make amends with his father turned him into the doctor.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if I feel comfortable just calling him the doctor. <laughs> I usually think of something else like that. But uh, yeah, apparently, being around daddy is not a good influence for Fitz. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um,
1: but it all seems to be, I think going back to what I was saying about Madam Hydra mm-hmm. is her way to kind of control him. Cause I think she has feelings for him.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's an interesting thing yeah. because, you know, you know, does, how did, how did that happen? Because she's, she's programming, right? You know, she,
1: yeah. um, she could be more within the framework. Maybe I mean that's why she's inside of it because it, it permits her to be fully human as opposed to being an LMD.
0: Well, and, and it being was limited
1: by her program. Yeah,
0: and it was interesting because you know earlier on in the season, um, and I'm I'm not going to get the exact quote right, but but she basically said something along the lines of um, how she doesn't understand feelings. That that's mm-hmm. um, that's something that that she is only learning about by observing May in that case in, in the, uh, in the framework. And so it's interesting that she would be, she would actually be feeling like she was in love with him. Um, if, if that's something that I, I don't know if that's something yeah. that she learned about.
1: Cause you have to, and you also have to keep in mind that, you know, when she takes control of the framework, uh, you know, how else does she deal with the relationship between Fitz and Simmons?
0: Exactly, exactly. She kills Simmons. Yeah, and and she um, but she's seen that kind of deep, mm-hmm. like, selfless, passionate love, uh, in Fitz, uh, you know, when she scanned him to to see his relationship with Simmons. So she's basically just shifted that onto her, um, yes. albeit a whole lot more passionate. <laughs> it seems like, um. And, uh, and so on. You mean
1: creepy and evil, right? <laughs>
0: creepy and evil, but, but man, yeah. when they kiss, that, that, that's, that's some serious making out kissing. That, that's it's like, okay, room.
1: that, that's get our room, people. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I was like, whoa, whoa, this is...
1: Robosexual. <laughs> <Some future laughs>
0: Robosexual. Oh, man. Um, did you, I, I did love the, uh, the chopping mall, uh, reference, by the way, that, that, uh, <laughs> With with Mac and his daughter, but um, okay. so yeah, let's talk about that
1: for a little bit. Sure. I mean, it's not, uh, especially in this past episode, because we didn't really see Mac at all. Yeah. Or like everybody, everybody that we saw didn't see in the first episode and wondered about. I mean, we, we saw got a lot
0: this, more in the second. Yeah.
1: Uh And that was included Mac, who's I guess his regret may may also be that he or at least have led him not to join Shield as well. Hmm. Because uh, you know we see him and his daughter, we don't see his wife anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like we we don't see her hopes mother in the picture, but yep. we just see him and her. So his regret seems to be more that he did not get to spend time with his daughter more than with his ex wife.
0: Exactly, exactly. And oh my God, that was that was. I mean, not heartbreaking like the Fitzsimmons in the lab scene, but mm-hmm. uh, but when when he uh, he betrays Daisy. Uh, when she's interrogating him and uh, on May's orders. Oh, God, it was so sad. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, uh,
1: I mean, just the the reveal, like, when, when she starts talking about Yo-Yo, mm-hmm. and he clearly has no idea who she's talking about. Yep.
0: And just like, the oh, dawning okay. realization on her face is just like, Oh, no!
1: <laughs> but... So, uh, to uh, sidetrack for just a little bit, my brother sent me a, a picture. Um, you know who led the the chop today at the stadium? Uh, Carl.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I heard about that. That's yeah, cool. and
1: uh, yeah, and I posted the thing. Ludacris was last night.
0: Awesome. So,
1: but, it's uh, neat to have kind of a celebrity doing that. But anyway.
0: Um. So another question about Mac, though, is that he and and at this point, I'm inclined to think that he it really is genuine. But uh, you know, just just the the tone of this season has me you know super paranoid and and you know really looking twice at everything, and you know he went from um, from betraying Daisy mm-hmm. uh, at uh, at Hydra HQ and then you know saying hail Hydra and then the next thing that we see he's coming to Shield headquarters, and so I'm mm-hmm. not a hundred percent sure. That he's not infiltrating them on behalf of Hydra.
1: I mean, it's certainly possible, but he also seems to express his regret that he got Daisy arrested. Yes, over
0: it. yes, and he he said, "I couldn't look my daughter in the eye," and I think that's that's definitely true. I just don't know mm-hmm. if he's too, you know, too intimidated by by Hydra to, uh, you know, he he tried to, you know, he he basically lied to to trick Daisy before, so is he about to do the same thing to the rest of the team? It'll be interesting. it's it's not i don't I'm not positive it's going to happen, but it would be interesting.
1: Yeah, and we know, of course that uh, she wants to find Daisy and she wants to find Simmons as well because mm-hmm. she knows that both of them are alive.
0: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um so another another thing going back to uh, evil fits. Um, he mentions Project Looking Glass. What do you think is, uh, and 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 Madame Hydra is adamant that that's very important, and says that that's you know the the only way that she will ever truly be free. What what do you think that uh, she's got planned there?
1: Um, I think that's part part of that is still going into her desire to be kind of, you know a, a real girl, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, building off the Pinocchio thing that. I think she feels that if she can cross over from the framework into our world, that she'll transcend that and she'll stop being an LMD and start being a real physical flesh and blood person.
0: Yeah. It just seems like there's nothing stopping her from, from taking her mind from the framework and just, you know, popping back into the LMD body. Um, Another thing, thing that could tie in with that that we actually haven't seen who we know is uh, or at least I believe was going to be getting uh, hooked up Mm -hmm. to the framework is the Russian because the last time we saw she was chopping him up and uh she said that he had an important role to play in in defending the framework or something. I don't know if it's uh if if that's going to be inside or outside the framework, but it's definitely a, a plot thread that we've got hanging at this point.
1: yeah, we really don't know what's going on there with him, uh, but I think we're gonna see him eventually yeah I mean, we've got to right <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah I mean we, we're gonna we're gonna have to see the the real world and 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 everything um you know there's there've been a just just like there were always lots of uh, lots of people you know wanting to have ward get redeemed there's all this you know stuff talking about um well for one uh whether or not ward is going to make it back into the real world because in theory mm-hmm. they could just make an LMD and and take good ward and put him in the LMD um yep. i think that's possible but i think it's much more likely just given the dramatic, uh, direction of things, I think it's much more likely that he's, he's going to sacrifice himself to save Daisy. But I know there are a lot of people that would love to see good guy Ward back in the series.
1: That would be certainly an interesting result. And I mean, it could open the door to bring back really anybody that we wanted, sure. um, you know, cause you know, I think people have talked about wanting to see BJ Britt,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, resurrected within the framework.
0: Yep. Definitely. Um, and as far as as redeeming Fitz goes, I think he's gonna have to end up coming around to the good guy's side because I think he's the only one that can get them out of there.
1: Yeah, and we did see that little that slight hesitation before he killed uh, Agnes.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And uh, when you know Gemma was screaming at him.
0: Yes and uh, and it's it's interesting because I usually watch <laughs> I, I usually watch with the subtitles on just because I, I got used to watching um, a lot of British TV with um, with some some serious regional accents and I got used to having the the subtitles on um, just so that I could be sure I was understanding what they said. And, oh come
1: on, that's a rookie move. No, just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, what can I say? A-
1: right.
0: Also, also because I take classes online, and sometimes I like to have the TV on in the background and watch what's going on. Okay. But uh, but anyway, um, uh, they reading the, the the subtitles on Agents of Shield. They actually have a fair number of you know like stage directions, like breathing shakily and 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 things like that. And when I went back and rewatched. Uh, mm his scenes with Madame Hydra anytime he is talking about Simmons his mm-hmm. his voice goes up in pitch and it gets very shaky and and his breathing gets gets very ragged um so i I think that he's definitely that's that's definitely gonna be the key to him remembering yeah. who he was um but uh, but he's that boy is gonna be Really damaged when he gets out.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, like we talked about last week, the Wheatons for whatever reason don't like happy relationships. No. So this is probably going to put you know the brakes on Fitz and Simmons uh, for a little while.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we we keep saying that, but but they keep getting back together. You know, he he went crazy for a while and was seeing mm-hmm. Ghost Simmons. And, uh, you know, there, there've been all kinds of ups and downs in their relationship. Um, not to right. mention, um, oh, I, one of the lines I thought was great was, uh, when he was talking to Madame Hydra, he said, I would cross the universe for you. And I'm like, no, Fitz, that's what you did for Gemma." Ah.
1: Yeah, and I think some of this is stuff that he uh, that he remembers from his little oh, yeah. life, but she's obviously corrupting it to be about her instead. Exactly,
0: exactly. But that was that was one of those those great little little knife twists there. All uh-huh. right. Well, we are coming up on the end then. So, do you want to rate these two separately or together?
1: I'm going to do it together, and I'm okay. just going to give them both a five. Because oh, wow! This cool. Has been, whoa.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been
1: like one hard hit after another great memorable moments great mm-hmm. memorable lines uh, you know it's been it's been really on point
0: I agree we, we've we've seen some some fantastic acting um, I'm gonna go with a, a 4.5 on both of these because I feel like uh, it's it's been Excellent. It hasn't been up to the level of of the last one before the LMD arc, uh, which I just thought that episode was flawless mm. in every way, visually, in terms of you know the action sequences and everything. This is very very good. Um, I'm I am all good with with. I have no complaints about what's going on here, but um, I just feel like it's for me it's not quite a five, but um, I agree that there's there's just they're, they're they're doing a great job with it um, and I I'm looking forward to seeing if they're gonna have a few more um, a few more characters from past seasons we've already had yeah. v- VJ of course which I thought was was a mm-hmm. good uh, good use of, of his character um, I would I would love to see BJ Brick come back I would love to see a, a whole lot of characters come back um, yeah and- we
1: won't be getting a spark plug there but you know
0: valid valid but uh, yeah. but we'll 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 see how it goes i am more excited about shield now than i have been in ages and i am really hoping it gets a new season so it's a good place to be it's a good time to be a shield fan absolutely Alright, cool. Well, we are going to uh, say goodbye now. We are going to be back in two weeks' time to talk about the next two episodes. And mm-hmm. uh, at that point, we will, let's see, I think, yes, we should be getting one more episode in, hopefully, before um, Who Lanta. Um, and uh, we'll be able to tell you about uh, some of the panels that I'm doing then. So thank you all very much, and we will see you in two weeks.
2: You've been listening to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast that explores the many worlds of all things geek. Please write us at ESOPodcasts at gmail.com or call us at 404-963-9057. And if we find what you say interesting, we'll put it up on the air. If you've enjoyed our show, please rate us or leave feedback for us up on iTunes. And while you're there, subscribe to our show or any of the ESO Network podcasts. We can also be found up on Stitcher Radio or wherever fine podcasts are found. ESO is also available up on most social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and so many more. The show is brought to you by the fine folks at the ESOAmazon.com eStore, where right from our website you can find all kind of geeky goodness. And if you get something up there, you also help support the station. ESO also has a Zazzle store to buy cool ESO merchandise and such. Show your ESO love with something from Zazzle. To learn more about ESO, our website is ESOPodcast.com. The show is produced by Calico Productions. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you here next time on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace.